I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Joe. Producer Joe, a host. Producer Joe's a host. Where is everybody? <laughs> they are, uh, they're out. There's okay. a lot going on, a lot Ta- going on. Talent's doing extensive research, which I hope means he's back to homebrewing, because it has yes. been, as the kids say, a day Yeah. since he brought us anything from his homebrew. Doc yeah. swimming with sharks, and Tom, well, Tom actually oh. has a real job. <laughs> Tom has a real job that he's committed to, so. <laughs> but we're not alone. Yes. Also joining us this evening, special guests, Justin and Joe Stambaugh, head brewers and co-owners of Stave and Nail Brewing, San Marcos, California. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you guys having us on. This is going to be awesome. We're excited. We've tried to schedule this a couple times, and today it's happening. Yeah. That's it. We are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And today we're a talentless podcast, Uh, but we do have two Joes. We're usually heavy on the Jeffs. Today we're heavy on the Joes. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. And lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. And of course, you can find and follow us on social media. I like beer the podcast on Instagram. I like beer the po one. I like beer the ta one on Twitter. And you can find us on Untapped. We're super easy to find. Just look up I like beer the podcast. Uh, Justin and Joe, again, welcome to our studio. You're in Studio A for awesome, yeah. instead of at uh, Joe's <laughs> kitchen table. Or dining table. Studio one, yeah. Studio one. Studio one. <laughs> so, so I'm assuming that was the previous uh, studio here. Yes, uh, very yeah. fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are missing our co-host talent, uh, uh, and I know he's going to be a little bit sad because he's the one that keeps bringing us Dave and Nail beers yeah, and bragging about true. them. So when I'm posting them on Instagram, it's because talent is the one that's been bringing them for over a year now. Yeah. Uh, we've already enjoyed what you do on the show several times. So oh, cool. excited to have the chance to meet you and hear a little bit more about your brewery and your plans. That's great. Thank you. And let, let's start with having you introduce yourselves individually and tell us a little bit about your roles at Stave and Nail. Why don't you hit it, Joe? Yep. So, hey, guys. It's Joe. How are you? Uh, yeah, I've been brewing for about seven, eight years professionally. Uh, my brother, thankfully, got me home brewing, you know, um, right out of high school. Uh, Love to drink them. Uh, you know, everything's been going amazing. Uh, he got me in the industry at Rip Current, started there. Um you know, I went through McKellar and some awesome spots, and uh, now I'm here today, just loving life. Um, starting a new gig here soon. Everything's good. Uh, I, you know, I love Steve and Nail, and uh, yeah, that, cool. that's all about it. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um, so my name is Justin Stambaugh. I am uh, one of the owners. I mean, essentially, we're all owners of Steve and Nail, so everybody who's working for us now um uh, and my grandfather as well, who's not really a part of the business. We're all owners of Stave and Nail, but I'm the owner head blender, I guess is what I would call myself. Cause I make Joe do all the dirty work. Um, <laughs> that's why you got him into it. So you'd have a, 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 a hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. For yeah sure. Smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some, some might say yeah. others would call me an idiot, but who knows <laughs> a, a little bit in my history. I was, uh, the head of brewing operations for rip current brewing, for, I want to say, eight years or so. Mm. From there, I mean, I basically started as an intern there. 
uh, worked at a pizza place across the street yeah. and then um, kind of banged the door down until <laughs> until they gave me a job, worked my way up the head brewer and then had to bring operations. And um, somewhere along the lines, we decided uh, I, I kind of fell in love with sour beer and we decided we're going to we're going to start this thing. And uh, we've been making barrel-aged beer ever since, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah, kind of what we're doing. A quick side note: I've been at Rip Current twice lately because I'm having car repair done right ah. next door. <laughs> I've been waiting, and I have to wait somewhere. You got to nice. do something. Yeah. And uh, Joe, yeah. they have a Heffenweizen there. I'm excited to have you try. Oh, cool! So, quick awesome. shout out to them and their Heffenweizen. Very lots of bubble gum in it. Nice. Yeah, you're gonna like it. All right, I think so, I will. And we want to hear the origin story. We love to hear, and they're always different, and they're always cool. What's the origin story behind Stave and Nail? How did it come to be? Sure, yeah. Um, initially, like I, I had gotten into the industry to start a brewery, but it's so misguided. I thought, hey, I'm gonna, you know, this was so many years ago, um, ten years ago, when I was trying to get into the industry. I thought I'm gonna save up ten thousand dollars and I'm gonna start a brewery. Mm-hmm. And of course, okay, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a young twenty-something <laughs> year old kid at that point, and um, making pizzas. I, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 well, I was I was ser- I was serving pizzas serving. and, and uh, yeah. slinging some wine over there, okay. um, and a little bit of management as well. But okay. um, but yeah, essentially, I was making pizzas and I wanted to brew beer, yeah. um, but very naive. And honestly, starting Save and Ale might have been a little bit naive because we're making barrel aged sour beer, and it's not exactly the the hot market, sure. uh, you know, for for these beers. Um, but yeah, so when I was at Rip Current, we they decided, hey, let's, uh, you know, I, I had shown a passion for these types of beers, and we kind of just decided we can start a sour project or a, a sour and wild project. And had the suite that Steve Nail is currently in, that was at one point Rip Current's sour cellar. And they were looking to get out of that space. They had a five-year lease. Um, they were looking to get out of that space, looking to um, kind of consolidate any of the sour and wild stuff that they were doing. And I said... I'll, okay. you know, I'll take it, <laughs> no, I guess. You I'm, know? Not quite that a, grenade, yeah. I'm up at uh, $84. <laughs> I'm going to just try my $10,000 mark. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So we, um, you know, Joe and I kind of took that space. We had, um, you know, may or may not have had some beer aging for a long time in there mm-hmm. and um, applied for some permits. And next thing you know, we have this kind of brewery that's kind of morphed into whatever the hell this is at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious that you, your sour beers, you know at first, which I think is a lot of people's reactions early on uh, when they were first coming out. Did you have a, a sour beer guru like Joe was for us? And then when we said no, he kept making us drink them until we <laughs> finally again. said Try they're okay. And, and now we have some lovers of, of the sour style. Shout I, out Sour Hour. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, when, that's once I once we started, you know, kind of learning a little bit more. The sour hour helped us process wise. But as far as like shoving sour beer down uh, my throat, definitely Paul Sangster from uh, Rip Current. He was the first one to give me a Cantillon. I remember that. I remember that bottle just so distinctly, and super weird. But at that point, I had been um, I had been kind of like flirting with Cuvée de Jacques Rouge at. Um, at Churchill's in San Marcos. Awesome, awesome beer bar if nobody knows about it, which yeah. you should. Yeah. It's definitely one of the best beer bars in San Diego, 100%. Um, but yeah, I started flirting with Cuvée de Jacobins Rouge, which is, you know, kind of in that Flanders style, a little more acetic. And I'm like, this is cool and unique, but hadn't had like a Cantillon. Um, and it was Cantillon Goose, and it was funky and weird and didn't know what the hell it was. And I'm just like 
wow, like what, you know, just like curiosity, just kind of out of every, you know, part of your brain. And you're just like, oh, what, (laughs) you know, I've been brewing, I've been, I've been brewing, you know, IPAs and, and pale ales and come to find out that this exists, you know, was, was kind of a cool revelation for us or for me, you know, for sure. Sounds sounds like our meeting with Mike Lopez. Yeah, absolutely was. (laughs) He brought us some beers that just blew our minds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different world. Funky is a, it's a good descriptor for it. Yep. It's the right time and place. You're ready for them. And some aren't. Doc will get you there. Don't worry, Doc. Yeah. Uh, the name Stave and Nail, also very purposeful, connected to your process. I think this is really interesting. Uh, not just the name, but your entire philosophy and, and process you go through. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, and th- it's a very funny story kind of about this name. I came up with this name in like five minutes in the lawyer's office. And I have, <laughs> well, because we, we did a, a patent search on our first name, which I'm not going to tell you because it's so awful. Okay. Um, I love it. And thank you. I, I think <laughs> Joe will tell us. Come on, Joe. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, our first name. Yeah. Uh, I still have a t-shirt. We made uh, just one t-shirt and yeah. I still have it and. Uh, people will see it around. Yes. And what is on <laughs> the T-shirt? Every once in a while. Uh, the the Funky Monk. Funky right. Monk. Yes. Yeah. And it was uh, it was spelled M U N K. Yeah. Um, I and loved had a, it. Had a cool little Belgian tulip in the center. We. Nice. I thought it was cool. You know, a little Belgian tradition. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know that it was as nice as you know Stephen Nell. Stephen Nell has a, has a ring to it. Yeah, it does. Um, and I've tried to come up with names. It is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, you guys went straight into the point, which is nice with I like beer. Yeah, that's, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our level of creativity. <laughs> we had a lot of names, yeah, too, yeah, none yeah. of which I remember. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that patent search came up and uh, wah, wah, um, Funky, funky monk, monk, is, monk with the UNK. Yeah, still. Um, so, somebody, had, somebody had, and that's the way those things work. So somebody had made a beer yeah. that was no longer even made. And, you know, so when we, when we went to do this uh, trademark, Mark or patent search. I'm not a lawyer, so don't. My lawyer, the, the lawyer told us this. Right. Not, 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 not me. Um, right. They said, hey, so this isn't going to work. I mean, potentially we could do it, but it's not going to work. So um, somehow, Stephen Nail came to me. No idea. <laughs> I, I honestly can't even tell you. Um, but That's yeah, a so. Great be- name. That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, right? Uh, so behind the name, um, Essentially, it's barrel aging and blending is the meaning of stave and nail. So the stave, um, a barrel is made up of strips of wood, I guess you would you would say. Um, so those lengths of wood that run lengthwise on the barrel are called staves, um, typically made of oak. We use all oak barrels, but yeah, that's a stave. Um, so that represents the barrel aging part of the process. And then the nail, actually, a lot of people are like, oh, well, the nail is what holds the hoops together. Um, true, but not what we're talking about. So the nail actually represents what, so when you're barrel aging beer and you are ready to sample that beer, you're not just, typically, you're not just going to pop the bung off of the top and go in through the top and take out the beer because that's going to add in extra oxygen and it's just not generally a good practice you want to keep that under um kind of a sealed environment so you're not allowing mainly oxygen to get in um so what we do is we drill a hole in the the head of the barrel um so the circles of the barrel on either side and um 
drill that hole, pull it out. It's kind of hard to describe this over without showing you with my hands, but we'll have a glass ready. And as soon as that hole is drilled, pull the drill bit out. We'll take our sample and then we'll plug that with a stainless steel nail. As soon as we're ready to sample that beer, we just pull that nail again and take a sample again. And that's kind of, you know, how we, we go about the blending process is we're just taking samples out of these nails. So this Dave is the barrel aging aspect and the nail is going to be the blending aspect of sour beer. How great is it that someone already had Funky Monk taken? That's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that really was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. To Joe's that point, it's a good name. It's yeah. a bummer to me. Somebody already had it. So we've been to some great local breweries this summer who are reinvesting in traditional, true-to-style beers. That's great. We love that. We were happy to visit them. And they, they were great beers. But we've really been looking forward to visiting with you because the creativity, experimentation uh, you're doing with your beers, your your philosophy, be boldly unique. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Maybe this is the right time to have a beer too. To, to yeah, I was saying, sure. yeah. We let's, don't have... let's manifest this yeah. with a beer. Um, but I like to know that be boldly unique. Was that in terms of uh, what you do and how you do it? Being boldly unique is not necessarily like we're making beers that are so out of out of this. You know, we're not making anything crazy. We're actually kind of going back in time, and that's kind of the cool and romantic part of this. But it seems like Cezanne and these, you know, kind of Belgian style sours have gone so far away from people's, you know, especially nowadays with the beers that are being produced, you know, with the smoothie sours and yeah. all this kind of kind of madness to me. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I have a lot of friends in the industry who are making these beers, too. Yeah. So no offense, boys. Yeah. Love you guys. Um, but for us, being boldly unique is almost just taking a step back and saying, hey, we're just going to make these things the way that we want to make them. Um, and what's cool about, you know, mixed fermentation, which is brewing with different strains of wild yeast. And, you know, so there, I, I can't even tell you all the microflora that are in, in these bottles. It's, sure. it's, you know, at least thousands of different strains of Britannomyces and um, lactobacillus and pediococcus and all types of different souring bacteria, etc. Um, but that's kind of the uniqueness for us is we are going to, whether you like it or not, and whether our, um, w- whether our checking account likes it or not, we're, we're, <laughs> we are going to make these styles. And, uh, you know, we, we, we believe in Cezanne. Um, that's kind of where, where being unique is coming from for us. So, yeah. That's awesome. Let's try one. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll start with blended Cezanne. Um, yeah, so this is um, this is blended saison, and essentially what this is, it's going to be mixed fermentation. There is a heavy portion of saison yeast in here, and we are going for a lighter acidity. We like the funk. There's definitely Brett. I mean, it gets pretty much our full mixed culture treatment, um, but with a saison heavy kind of pitch, and we we also tailor the brew to be less acidic as well. So we add more hops in there to, to kind of ward off that acidity. So we want it to be nice and balanced on the acid. We want funk, we want complexity, we want that Saison character, kind of just like one of those rustic style Saisons uh, that we love. Um, obviously also highly carbonated as a Saison yeah. should be. Oh, I can uh, already tell Joe's nod yeah, of approval. <laughs> That is very good. Sorry, they're they're funky balanced. I think is uh, the 
words you use that resonate for me. I think that was so much of our earlier experience with both sours mm -hmm. and saisons was not getting balanced. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, maybe I'm a little full of myself. I don't think we were, it was our lack of appreciation of a style. <laughs> we weren't drinking good representations yeah. of the style until our meeting with Mike when yeah. he uh, gave us an education. Um, <laughs> and this is, this is what I enjoy in the style, something that's going to balance that. It certainly has its share of the tartness, mm -hmm. but it's forgiving. It, 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 it lets, lets it go. Yeah. So it can be refreshing yeah. as well. That's and that's totally the idea. I mean, a hundred percent. That's the idea, and I would be just flat out wrong if I said we we hit this every time. This is one of the beers that, like, when when you guys, you know, when you said, "Hey, bring three to five beer," I was like, "Oh, cool, okay." Definitely, saison blended saison was on my list because this is the beer that, like, uh, myself, Joe, um, our buddy Amir, who um, who's head of QA and QC at McKellar, and and is uh, also. Uh, part owner of Stave and Nail and helps out. Um, we're kind of the brew, the brewing factor, and this is our beer. This is the one that we all love, and the balance is that's where it's at. You you want that? This is a, a fantastic one to start us with. Yeah, thank so this you so is much. the mixed fermentation saison, blended saison, four point nine percent, and and absolutely delicious. Yeah, I just want to add in too. Um, like none of these beers can be recreated whatsoever. So yeah, when they come out, you need to get them. Yeah, <laughs> it just is what it is. Because even I have um, like bottles in my in my cabinet and in my cellar and stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm not drinking that yet. Like I can't drink this because there's no more bottles left. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, we can't yeah. remake these beers. Yeah. So yeah. that that's a good for. And I have some of those specialty beers put in my beer cellar. As much as I have a beer cellar, it's an oak box yeah. in the back yeah, of the closet. <laughs> I have an oak cabinet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. How long do you play that game? How how long do you, is there a risk factor yeah. involved that if I need to be aware of? No, if he comes over, we'll pop one. Yeah, the game's <laughs> over. None of them have exploded or nothing like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, hey, that's, I mean, that's totally the beauty of it too, right? Like a beer in a backyard barbecue is different than a beer that is like meant to be enjoyed in a, in like a celebratory, you know, kind of situation. So yeah. when you're, when, when you're, you know, and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We, we all celebrate a little too much at save a nail. So maybe we're drinking <laughs> a little too much of our own beer here, but, um, but you know, kind of that essence of like, this is special. Yeah. You don't just pop a Cantillon because it's, you know, Tuesday and the football, or, or Monday and the football game's on. Or right. Something. It's the first one when I opened the fridge. Right. It was right there. Yeah. Cantillon's like, <laughs> it's Christmas dinner. We're doing yeah. this, you okay. know, <laughs> something like that. So, and then that's what we, that's what we want from, for these beers is we want them to be so special. I know. It looks like we have one here today. Yeah. Yeah. Repeatedly pointing at one of I'm our so beers. Excited. Here. Yeah. That's one that's in my cellar that I won't touch. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, no. I brought uh, oh. two two that of these. We have yeah, two of these. We have less than one case. So oh wow. So this we one I, I now yeah. yeah after awesome. this, yeah. I'll have nine bottles of Stave to the Grave. Wow. So. I, well, eight because I'm gonna take one uh, now that I know we have nine. Don't do it. Oh, I feel bad that Talent's not here. Yeah, he's missing out for the beer. Yeah. For Doc, I feel bad that we've already said Bung and Pediococcus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's not a giant fan of the Sours, but those yeah. are those are his opportunities to really take over the show. Yeah, oh. those are. I, I like him, and he, I haven't even met him. This yeah. is great. Yeah. You oh, don't finger great. the Bung, you use a nail. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. 10 minutes for yeah. Doc right yeah. there. <laughs> that's my joke. Uh, oh. uh, All 
All right, we'll, we'll, we'll bring Doc over. Yeah, you're going to have to have one of your hazies on board, though, because yeah, okay. uh, oh, he'll drink that and not whine about the yeah. sours. So. We can do that. We can do that. <laughs> Sorry, Doc said wine. Yeah. Oh, he's not listening, so it doesn't nah. matter. Well, I'm going to have just a little bit more of this before I ask Feels my next good. question, because it's yeah. been opened. Needs to be enjoyed. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, don't don't be afraid of the uh, the lees at the bottom of that yeah. of the uh, bottle. No, you're fine. I mean, it's 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 going to be some bottle conditioning yeast and and just it's just a part of it. Sometimes yeah. we'll I'll, when I get to the last sip, I'll just swirl and and pour. So it's kind of. Oh yeah. You have hinted at this a little bit, but you you categorize your beers into three types: artisan, wild, and clean. Uh, how do you see these three categories as specific to style and technique and what you're doing? Sure. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if I, I misspoke on that, but like the artisan category, I, I think I would just, I would just go down to wild and clean is kind of okay. where, where, where I would say. Um, but on the, on the wild side, that can mean it's, it's so diverse. So that can mean like this balanced acidity just real light nice kind of backbone acidity um and funk and you know all those things and it can mean very acidic so wild is just going to mean we're making it with a mixed culture of wild yeast and souring bacteria um on the clean side that's exactly what it is it's going to be a clean beer um and for those that are that are not kind of in the know on that. It's going to be produced with a single strain of Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which is the standard brewer's yeast um, that has been kind of quote unquote domesticated. So, like when you're making a hazy IPA, we're typically using um, you know like an, an English ale strain for that, and that's just one. It's going to be bill. It's going to be billions of cells of that same strain, but just multiplied. Whereas a wild ale is going to have a plethora of different wild yeast and bacteria. And by the way, we make zero attempt to, uh, other than manipulation of the beer um, itself, so on brew day, so by hopping rate and all of that, we don't really make an attempt to to morph this thing. We're letting it go. To sum it up, uh, clean beer is just going to be one single strain of brewer's yeast, and a wild ale is going to be it can it can range from lightly acidic up to very acidic, but it just means brewed with a wide variety of wild yeast and bacteria. Thank you. Yep. Do you remember um, the kind of first beer you had that you drank it and you said, "Oh, I, I like beer." <laughs> I, this yeah. is something do different. You, do you mean the first beer or yeah. the first wild wild beer? Well, we got nowhere because to go. What was your first beer? Yeah. Joe, <laughs> for, what was your first beer? Bud Light. Wow. Joe wow. was Bud Light? I think Buzz I was like 12. Yeah. Like Bud Light. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Incriminating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, with you. Joe, I think Joe started drinking at 12. I think that's, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> that's when I did. It so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the first beer that I thought was good is different because I, you yes. know, I remember drinking beer when I was a kid, and I, I don't know if you guys remember your first time, but I'm sure you do. Disgusting, like yeah, didn't like it, that. didn't like it. Yeah, that, this is not soda. Um, but yeah, the first beer I thought was good was probably like a Stone IPA, and I remember like, I, I remember actually. Okay, now now that you're kind of bringing me back, so I remember going into the liquor store, and my friends and I were um, were drinking. Tall boys of Mickey. No, you guys. No, what was um? No, it wasn't Mickey's. No, no, it no. was um. It's the champagne of beers. What is it? Oh, Miller High Life. Yeah, High Life. <laughs> Miller High Life. Oh, so yeah, we yeah. would get forties of Miller High Life, and that nice. was. Yeah. But then I remember finding 
Stone IPA and yeah. being like, I am never, I, I, I remember the day I was like, I am never buying another Miller High Life in my <laughs> life. This, this is out here. Like, you know, yeah. and that, um, but when you're young, that first couple draws on a 40 ounce of a, a Miller or something like that, when it's so cold, yeah, how, how good is that? Oh, totally. In comparison to how bad the last third is when it's warmed up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it is really a crazy contrast between those first couple sips of almost icy cold yeah. to that bat bottom third of that, that beer that's bitter. just like, well, yeah. I, just, I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> a 40-ounce especially. Yeah, oh, my right. gosh, yeah. By the time you're holding that in your hand, it's just room yeah. temperature by the time you're done yeah. with it. And I'm 19 at the time, you know. <laughs> Not drinking very fast, for sure. Yeah. Oh, incriminating. incriminating. Don't say right anything, now. Joe. No. Uh, well, my first time ever going to, like, a craft brewery was, well, they're closed now, so I can say this, Toolbox. And I wasn't 21 yet, and he took me there, yeah. and he's Did like, I? it's fine, I know them, uh, it's Did cool. I? Yeah. Okay. Oh, don't say that, yeah. cut that out. My first, my first. That's going to be up to Joe, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, the yeah, the first craft brewery I ever went to, um, Justin took me, uh, and we went to Toolbox, and it was like the cucumber something. Yep. Like, oh, I remember. Yeah. Cu- cucumber liner. It was a berliner. Yeah. I think it was just straight cucumber. And that was like the first, I was like, whoa, what the heck is this man yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. remember uh, when you were walking yeah. in that george clooney and brad pitt were walking out looking disgusted that was jeff and i <laughs> you go, is that george clooney and brad pitt they really looked unhappy yeah. it wasn't it was us yeah no we, we did not so we were not ready for sours yeah we didn't think about sour at all we we're just like these guys are so good looking okay. yeah, yeah. can you believe this yeah, that's great <laughs> yeah, that was my first uh introduction to like sour acidic yeah. beers was cucumber Berliner. Um, yeah. Uh, there you go. And then I just went uphill from there. I was about to say downhill. You were drinking. You were drinking good beer from yeah. kind of the start because I gave from you the homebrewed. Like, well, I mean, that was not before good I was that was awful. This guy. Well, yeah. Well, not your homebrew. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's like, the story. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what should be cut out of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Keep that one in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He taught me what a Vorloff was and what a Lauder was. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. No, he definitely taught me the homebrew thing, but no, his beers were trash. Uh, we just drank good beer while he was brewing. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad, dad yeah. drank his beers. Uh, there was a co- hey, that's a question we have. His name's for you. Jeff. Yeah, yeah, dad, dad drank his yeah. beers. What was your dad's? What was your dad's? beer when you were growing up Go Corona. Ahead. oh Corona. growing up yeah, growing yeah. up was corona and, and then switched to logging it as little song. no where was so was corona oh, into shit. stone ipa oh okay of course uh, arrogant bastard when yeah, it was yeah, yeah, at yeah. lost abbey he, he went he went through phases to the lost sure. abbey spot um when it was stone and then he moved yep. on to little something uh, yeah, logging yeah. and still to the state well yeah that's yeah. right that's his that's his beer got it and what about uh, your first WoW beer that you brewed? Like you said, oh, oh that I we, brewed. Yeah, that okay. you guys brewed as. Um, so that you know, very luckily, that was on Rip Current's dime. They were like, "Hey, you know, I I, I pushed for it for sure. I was like, hey, I, I'm really interested in this stuff. I'm just gonna start taking, you know, when we brew." body surfing Belgian blonde at rip current. I'm going to take 15 gallons of this and we'll split it up into three different carboys, five gallon carboys. And we'll pitch, you know, and I'm just buying like white labs souring, you know, the sour mix or sour blend, whatever it's called. Um, 
nothing great. <laughs> um, it, it took, you know, I do you remember? Do you remember the little the quote unquote lab back in there that was just? Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't know, maybe eight by ten. It's probably the size of this room, um, eight by ten, maybe something like that. And it literally the whole floor was just all kegs converted Brewers, into fermenters yeah. and um, and carboys. The entire floor was just you know, and we dumped. I mean, God, we dumped 90% and then <laughs> of the first, and then it was 70% and then it was yeah. 50. And yeah. then, you know, I mean, now we're, 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 we do pretty good, but like we had to go through that carboy phase sure. before yeah. you, before they, they were willing to like say, Hey, okay, let's, uh, let's pull the trigger on 20, 20 wine barrels or something. Sure. You got to like, you got to prove something. Right. I, so, so I remember pouring the first sour beer. So my first sour beer was made kind of, professionally you know but i remember pouring that first one and just like it was a golden sour with uh peach and i was just like yes i made i made yeah. something that, like i probably would you know if i had it today i'd be like hey, you know it's <laughs> it's decent but at that point i'm like i made a i made yeah. a sour dude like this is so cool um but yeah that was kind of the first that was the upstart to you know to kind of stave a nail in general was yeah. brewing that stuff for rip current that's great yeah yeah, something about the peach and the sour peach yeah. notes with a with a mm-hmm. tart beer that yeah. just just perfect, like yeah. made for each other. Yeah, it's, uh, it's stone stone fruit in general. So you know, peach, apricot, nectarine, all of those are just you know. But peaches, white white peaches, I can't think of anything. A lot of people say uh, say raspberry is is the best. I peach to me because it has that um, the the peach skin. Because you you know when you when you smell like a, a ripe peach and then that mixed with the funk, uh, it's just yeah. it's yeah. So under your moniker, the funky monk, no, Stave and Nail. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> what was your first? Your, your name's on Stave and Nail. Your time, your dedication, your eighty-four dollars, and it sounds like everyone else who's donated eighty-four dollars is also an owner. So, <laughs> yeah, we should, yeah, 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 we got to get our. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the ownership track. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I'll get you in on that. Which yeah, one yeah. that has the Stave and Nail uh, name on it was your first? Well, we can't wait to share this with people. I mean, Warless World, right? Yeah, for sure. That was our biggest, our first banger. That was, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. We had a couple small batch stuff, but the first bottle. Like small, small batch. Like, you know. We couple cases, right? Bottled five gallons or something. Like yeah, something's just so small. But um, yeah. we had this beer called Warless World. Einstein quote, by the way. I don't remember the whole quote, but we stole Warless World from <laughs> nice. the Einstein quote, which I nice. I still love to this day. We'll make that beer again. It was a peach sour. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, of you got to You got to go peach for your first one. Yeah. Um, and it just came out. And this. This was also one of those very small batches. This was done in a 15-gallon keg. I mean, at this point, you know, we're we're 20x that, or I'm not going to do the math there, but we're much, much <laughs> bigger batches of sour. Right. You know, still, compared to regular brewing, we are making a very small amount of beer, like and I like 20 it that gallon. way. 20-gallon batch or something? It, I, yeah, I think it was 15. It, I think it was literally yeah, 15. We just took a small little yep. homebrew batch. Yep. It. And it, um, but we released it. Uh, we, we actually released bottles of it on our opening day. Um, and I just, it was very, very 
lambic and goose like, which was total luck. Not, I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. I do, you know, I'm not gonna and trust me. It's yeah. well, right, better to be. Justin, you are very yeah. transparent. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You, you guys, have you guys not heard any of our previous interviews? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was so. Warless World, I would say, was um, that was that first one that like, and I, I still, I have one bottle left. Also, mm. I was not gonna bring that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. But you got another wild beer. You got a wild yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, this next one is we're gonna stick on the saison train before we move into the sour. So um, this is Lemmy Brooks. This is a um, Meyer lemon saison. So I think we're sitting at four point nine percent alcohol. So we're we're kind of keeping in that range. Mm-hmm. The last one's gonna be a little bit bigger, but um, Lemmy Brooks is a clean fermented saison. So that was done with a blend of, like I said, Saccharomyces cerevisiae strains. This is in the wild side, though. So we, we primary ferment with with the Saison yeast. Actually, there's two different Saison yeasts to kind of give a, a blend of those those characters. Um, and then at bottling, we're adding in... Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm skipping over. So then it was aged on Meyer Lemon, of course. We had a clean release in cans that was just going to be that Saison, but we bottled off about 50 gallons of the batch to be Lemmy Brooks, and that is bottled with Britannomyces bruxellensis. Um, there are several different strains of Britannomyces bruxellensis. This one, I think, is pretty fantastic. gives you gives you those kind of classic barnyard um, hay um, aromas. Uh, that mixed with the lemon, um, you know, kind of again on the light, balanced acidity side, if any acid, it, because this didn't receive any bacteria still on the wild side though because it is a a, a wild yeast with uh, the pretenomyces so yeah um and i'm hoping that the carb is okay on this so forgive me if it's a little bit low this was one of our first <laughs> bottles so fill me up of course <laughs> you know one of the beers that we that uh, jeff had brought us early from you was the lucid dreamer coconut oh and, wow. and that was yeah. one that i really oh. enjoyed yeah, that that was a while back. Um, yeah. oh, I think that might have been near opening. Yeah, you know what? So that is that was a um, sorry that was a kettle sour. I couldn't I couldn't make a kettle sour. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because like once you've made it and like this is intriguing. This style of beer is intriguing because it's all this different yeast and bacteria that makes it. But a kettle sour, like yeah, we've we've done it. You know, I've done probably 50 batches of a kettle sour through Rip Current and through to Stave and Nail, and you're I don't done. know. You're done. No, you, I'm yeah. just, you know, it's it's plain, and, you know, so now moving on to this. But, yeah, anyway, sorry, tangent. No, it's good. The lemon does not hide. But no. It also doesn't overtake it. I, I had your Lemmy. That's a diff, That's a slightly that's, different version. So that's Sans Britannomyces. So this got the Brett at bottle conditioning, which is going to give you that's that kind funk. of that yeah. funk. That's the funk, baby. <laughs> but th- this to me is a much milder, uh, mellower beer. I I, li- and I like that one. I like this one better. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Same. The acidity's low, which is nice. Nice balance between that little funky funk and that. Yep. The, uh, yeah. The saison is um, that's my favorite right now. Still is. Always yeah. will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, honestly, if we're Besides moving. That. We kind of started with yeah. some saisons and then moved into kind of trying to figure it out, and um, I, I think we're kind of moving back to just the saison, you know, and kind of just 
pull the acidity back on almost everything, and I want to make those kinds of beers. So, um, but yeah, I'm very happy with this. All of the acidity is going to come. I, I'm not getting a ton of like lactobacillus or pediococcus type acidity. Um, it's very light, and we actually did literally just cut Meyer lemons in half and squeeze them into um, into a vessel and then rack the beer on top of it. So you're getting citric acid from the Meyer lemons. Got it. it well, your thoughts on this beer, Joe? Uh, no, it's great. The barnyard smells, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. there, man. Yeah. 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 The smell and the taste seem quite different to me. The, the, the aroma sets me up for something, and I get something so different out of the flavor. Um, yeah. Which I don't mind. I'm glad it tastes like it tastes, and... I don't mind the way it smells. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd like it if it tasted like it smells. <laughs> we're going to transition you, Jeff. said that. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to get you yeah. there. You're going to yeah. love these. Smells. Yeah, I, um, I, I like this because it, it smells like um, like an orchard or something. You know, they, they, that's the aroma to me. And that's, you know, like ideal beer. My, my ideal, I'm, I'm sure Joe's, you know, because we've been... It's funny because you can tune your palates together as you yeah. as you drink and blend together. You you kind of get that that sense. Um, but my dream beer is you close your eyes and you imagine you're like laying in a field and you know there's just uh, trees of you know fresh fruit growing above you and you can smell the grass and you can smell the hay and you know kind of that's that's the the goal that you'll never reach, but you always are trying to like, you know, That's you're, you're always your platonic yeah. ideal. Yeah, exactly. That. That's right. <laughs> We're always knocking at that door, you know? Well, this is a, this is a fantastic beer and it's a, you know, a softer mouthfeel than I think I'm going to with the lemon that surprises me. I thought it'd be yep. sharper, mm -hmm. but it, it's, it's, uh, it's delicious. I'm going to pour a little more. Yeah. yeah the, the age, the age helps too. I, Joe, do you know, do you remember when we bottled this? I wish I put a date on it. I was going to ask, was this, uh, probably like seven? No. Eight months ago, nine months no, ago? No, no, no. It's, it's, this has got to be close to a year. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, a year helps. A year will mellow everything out. So happy with this beer. <laughs> so we're already touching on my next question. You've talked a little bit about the, the blending approach, uh, barrel-aged, and then the blending that goes with it. Um, and now we're talking about what the challenges. Challenges of finding the balances and the smoothness uh, to get as close to that platonic ideal of the beer you thought you were making. Sure. Is that even part of your process at this point, the beer you hope to make, or are you oh, more yeah. of the experimentation of let's see what beer we're making? Every beer is going to be different, and you know that <clears throat> You know that not every beer is going to be Lemmy Brux because, you know, we're like the beer we're going to taste soon, aged in a wine barrel, a bourbon barrel, black currant, and cherry. You know, we're, we're blending that differently. Then Look at you that know. smile on Joe's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Joes are just waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite beer, man. So we're we're blending that beer differently, but like the challenge is fighting off acidity is is huge. You know, you you got to be smart about your cellar practices. We have clean fermenters like six feet away. Oh, that, that's a that's that, a whole different challenge. Yeah, yeah, and then that we have somehow because we have good practice because I learned from Justin, we have great practice. We keep them separate, and we haven't had an infection. That we know of. I mean, we're not getting sub-tested, but, like, we know, like, we're yeah, tasting these beers, man. you know? We're making pilsners. Yeah. yeah. But, like Joe touched on, I, I think our biggest issue is definitely, like, we've got two stainless steel fermenters that we're making pilsners mm -hmm. and stuff out of, and then uh, sour barrels right next to it. The other thing is we don't have a brew house. So we... Um, 
We, mm. we ferment everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heavy side. You know, I, hey, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be completely transparent here. So we started this thing with $65,000 initially. Okay. That um, since then has increased to, I think, 115. COVID had a lot to do with that. Yeah. So we're 115 all in. We had, and you know, there you go, audience. Now you know all my stories. <laughs> um, but... Uh. We there's no room for a brew house in there. You know we're we're shopping around for a brew house right now. We're looking to pay in two hundred and you know some odd grand for a for a nice shiny brew house yeah. that Joe and I brewed on every day. You know like yeah. literally this is what we do, and now we don't have a brew house. And we're like yeah. okay, so yeah. I you know that might be the biggest challenge right there is we have a little uh, rocket ship of a tank that we put on um, a trailer that my dad and my grandpa built 20, no, 30 years ago. Wow. 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's been rebuilt and stuff, but we put this little rocket ship tank on there. We take it over. Now we're taking it over to Mason Aleworks um, in San Marcos, and um, we we brew all of our beer. So right. we rent that space on a weekend and fill her up, you know? So we're, you know, it's not like we're, we're calling a brewer and being like, hey, okay, yeah, I'd like a, a golden base, right. blah, blah, blah. Here's right. the hopping. Pr- no, no, no. We're in there. We're we're mashing. We're, yeah. we're graining out. We are, you know, we're checking our pHs. We know what we're doing. Um, but that's a huge challenge having. God, that well, is a challenge. And, yeah. you know, and we pay every time we use yeah. that. So your bottom line is kind of cut. Yeah. So that's, that might be our big Can challenge. Can you give a shout out to Omar? Oh beer. yeah, Omar brews a lot of our beer. I got yep. my little protege. He he kills it. So That's shout funny. out Omar. Thank this you. This is uh, I love you, Omar. O- Omar <laughs> is Joe's Joe for me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I'm a lot nicer to Omar than Justin was to me. But, I was uh, I was young man. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, and it's a sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true. I'm gonna guess some of these challenges then also translate to packaging to make sure you someone takes home and opens the beer you wanted them to, to taste sure as well as probably serving it yeah oh yeah totally um i mean and we're, we're packaging clean beer and sour beer in the same you know same kind of facility but like i'm happy with our packaging now we've worked on this we do um kind of a modified uh method called a terminal acid shock starter so we're kind of acclimating this yeast to the um to the low pH conditions. Um, and there's plenty of information on this. I mean, shout out to milk, the funk, um, which is a great Facebook group and, um, Wikipedia page about just sour beer and sour beer making. So, um, but that was a challenge. I mean, just figuring that out because our first bottles, you know, warless world, sadly, I mean, now I think it's probably got some carb, but I'm not popping this last bottle for a while. (laughs) Um, But like our first, you know, it took a while to dial just the carbonation levels um, and and then also packaging clean beer next to sour beer because that's kind of your last line of defense, so to speak. And we don't have this big fancy canning line or anything. We, you know, like I said, very low, low budget startup. Um, we're, we're, We're kind of on a little homemade rig. For the canning stuff, so can't wait to get a canning line either. We're yeah. shopping those babies too. <laughs> well, we tell people about you know beer tourism. They're coming yeah. in. We know we you're gonna go to Alesmith. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're up in Oceanside, we say you got to go to Bagby's. Mm-hmm. We have our list, but also some of our people that are. I want to go somewhere special. I want to go somewhere unique. 
It's Dave and Nail has to be on that list. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, yeah. not just for the idea that it's a smaller nano brewery where you guys are finding a way to, to make these great beers, but the beers themselves are fantastic. Yeah. 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 yeah we I appreciate that. I mean, that's, you know, that's the heart and soul of it. Yeah. So, we didn't want to just be a cookie cutter thing. Right. So, but I don't want it to be a little secret. Right. I want, <laughs> yeah, I want yeah, everyone yeah. to know. So, yeah. it's like, is that balancing yeah. like, Hey, if you're into finding something people don't know about, this yeah. is Stays and Nail. Right. But yeah. I want everyone to know about it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> everyone that matters. So there you go. <laughs> so if people do come down and see you, what's the what's the one beer they have to try before they go? That's okay. available I mean, today. Yeah, yeah, you can't get me to do it to one beer. Um, <laughs> okay, what series? What are, <laughs> okay, I mean, uh, what's the, the flight first, look like? These first two beers that we just had. <clears throat> perfect example of something that like i think exemplifies where we want to be and you know what i want and the, the beauty of this is not everybody's gonna like it yeah not everybody's gonna like these beers i mean you know obviously we're sitting around and we're we're really geeking out and loving the funk and all this stuff but oh well, you're with expert connoisseurs here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> of course of course and joe and uh, jo, joe and i as well you know yeah, that's it um, i meant you too yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but saison I, I want them to have some sort of a mixed culture saison which we you know we are brewing a, a fair amount of so I, I try to have something like that on at all times other than that Joe, can you guess what clean beer I want people to try? Mexican lager. Uh, any any lager that we're making. I yeah, mean, really, because that we've I, I've kind of re-fallen in love with lagers, you mm. know. And I, I I think summer of lager. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it really is. I yeah. mean, and it's it's a beautiful transition, and of you know because I feel like it's it's the fighting back against the ultra hazy. And, yes. the, and the yeah. fruit puree sour, yeah. you know, I, I feel like the, <laughs> well, cause you have to have that, yeah. that pendulum swing. Um, and we've been going so far on, you know, I think how long it was that you couldn't get a lager at a microbrewery craft. or a craft right. brew yeah. or, or couldn't get, and then you could get them, but you couldn't get a good one. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. it, was, it was almost shamed. Yes, yeah, like if you, sure. if you put a lager on, it's like, uh, what do why, yeah. why, yeah. why though? So I'm you excited. Know? I'm not only excited that lagers are, are almost everywhere, but just how good they are. Yeah. yeah. Lagers with a little body, lagers right. with some complexity. Hey man, like, like Pilsner is the way, you know, like this is, this is a thing, you know, and it, and it should be, you know, yeah. we, we should. Our dads that's, like them. That's that's her, that's heritage. That's heritage. You know, I, have I mean, that's PBR Crocs on right now. You know what I mean? Nice. He does have PBR Crocs on. That's a true statement. <laughs> yeah, there like you go. PBR. Yeah. Oh, we got a picture of those. Right. Joe yeah. is. Yeah. Joe is. Uh, he ruins every photo that I we ever PBR. take. Yeah. With these PBR, PBR with these PBR Crocs. I love them. No respect. Shut up, Paps. No, I mean, hey, PBR is out there winning gold medals. So you know, yeah. props. Exactly. Props. There you go. So we're gonna have a logger. We're gonna have a saison. Yep, logger saison, and you know. Of course, like some of the some of the cool fruited sours, I I would I would dare anybody to have a, a peach wild ale or peach sour. Yeah, you know, and and whether or not you like it, it's and that's like every time somebody has their first sour, fifty fifty or less of they like it the first right. time. I did not like sours my first time drinking it, but like if I can give somebody their first sour, and 
Uh, it's yeah, I, it's I okay. I love that. I love that. Oh wow, this is actually right. pretty good. And right. you're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, but like <laughs> I just sweated over that. If, and that way, brewing's kind of like teaching. When someone says, you know what, actually, that's pretty good, or that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. You're like, that's well, a win for me. That's, yeah, I don't cool. know why oh, that, how that became a win, but I'll take it. it. Totally, totally. <laughs> Well, my glass is empty, so I don't, yeah, I don't want to be too on. forward. But well, I mean, I mean, speaking of the sours, so we we can kind of dive into the the more acidic stuff here. Yeah, let's do right. it. So um, we'll end with yeah. the 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 big boy, the bourbon barrel and cherry and black currant. But I have Goza Ish. So this is going to be. And I'll, I'll kind of go into the brewing process a little bit, but a Goza is going to be a salted. Um, a salted lactobacillus acid forward. So that's going to be kind of more on the citrusy side, kind of light, refreshing, kind of poppy acidity. Um, but but it's salted as well. Um, and that's when we're calling it ish because the base recipe is not kind of perfectly to style for this. So it is sea salt. And we did do a lactobacillus forward fermentation. Um but it's but it's not exactly two style, which is also like what I love about it. You know, we we can we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> which is, <laughs> I mean, the amount of times I've probably said that over the years, right, Joe? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I do love the the little bit of salinity in it. Yeah, and it's it's not meant to be you know even necessarily perceivable. It's just meant to be a balancing you know kind of factor to this beer. It smells true to style. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, so, and we... Um, that's a sour. This was this was lactobacillus <laughs> so only good. for the first, um, I want to say, 36 hours before we pitched even a... And, and, we, and we took it out of the kettle hot. So we're trying to... We're trying to, and I did, I did hop it to, you know, I think 10 IBUs for those, for those uh, brew nerds out there. You guys can, <laughs> I, I will also, I'll give you any recipe you ever want. I'll just, yeah. I'll just hand you a recipe Take because like, go yeah. ahead, you know, yeah. like you, you can't recreate this just like I can't recreate yours, right. even with the exact recipe because we're all using different, you know, that's the beauty of this. Is Stone giving away their IPA recipe? Well, I guess probably, but um you know, like, I'm not worried about somebody making this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would be stoked if somebody did. And they were like, hey, try this. Try this. And I'd be like, oh, dude. Oh, nicely done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so lightly hopped up to about 10 IBUs. Um, the more hops in the beer, the more it inhibits acid production from your lactobacillus or pediococcus. So 10 IBUs is kind of like the threshold for... Um, for lactobacillus. Um, and, uh, you know, over time, you're going to get more acidity. But we, we were trying to, we, we, we came out a little bit hotter out of the kettle, meaning like if you're going to pitch a normal ale strain, you're, you're coming from boiling at 212 degrees. You're going to knock that down to about 68 degrees and then pitch your yeast, and that's going to ferment at that 68-degree mark. Lactobacillus likes it a little hotter. So we're kind of playing that balancing act with, 10 IBUs, so it's kind of the upper end of the range of IBUs that lactobacillus likes. But, so I, I, I don't want it to be too acidic, right? Like, that's kind of the idea is we right. want it to be balanced. But we're also going to knock out at 100 degrees. So, and, and lactobacillus loves 100 degrees. That 
if they're down for 100 degrees. That's kind of <laughs> even on the low, the lower end. So 100 to 120, 115-ish is where lacto is like. We're pumping right. out some acid now, baby. Um, so knocked out at 100 degrees, gave it just lactobacillus initially. So a decent pitch of lactobacillus. So it just has, you know, no, nothing else competing for the the nutrients and the sugars in there. So the lacto has time to build that acidity. And then we pitched a blend of Saison and Britannomyces yeast on top of that, which is kind of what it goes is. It's, um, you know, kind of in that Saison-y, Belgian-y um, yeast on, on the yeast side. And then um, some of the more classic examples are going to have that Brett Funk, which was just inevitable when you're brewing back then. You're going to have wild yeast, so... Yeah. When I think of a Joe beer, this is oh, this is it. <laughs> this yeah, is exactly this is so good. It. So it's got that acidic tartness, but it it's once again really forgiving. Yeah, way up front, and then just mellows out that salinity. That that the salt definitely gets your mouth watering. Yeah, mm. and I'm yeah. picking up, and maybe it's the the color of the label on there, but almost this really subtle mint, almost a mint. Totally. Is that is that I, just I, me, or is that, that that's there in there? Well, there's power of suggest- well, suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, sure. now that you've said it, yeah. Yeah, tell me what else cool. is in here. On the nose. <laughs> on the nose, for sure. No, you, I, I mean... Salty, minty, like... I, I, uh, I couldn't... It's got have... that roundness mm-hmm. on both sides, yeah. like... Roundness, that's exactly the right yeah. way to explain yeah. Thank you, Joe. I, I couldn't have put my... You're welcome, Jeff. I... I <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have put my uh, finger on minty, but now that you say it, I mean, the, the aroma has mint almost yeah. to the T, you know? This is my favorite of the three, and I, I'm really surprised oh, it's my favorite of three, how much I like the other two. Yeah. This no, is, we are... This next one is unreal. Climbing the ladder. I think I might be lactobacillus, because I like my jacuzzi at like 100 to 100. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe not 100, 115 might hurt, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100, 100 102. 104, 108. Yeah. Yeah. Call you yeah. Joe Lacto. Yeah, Whatever yeah. it takes. I, might be where I'm at, <laughs> and I'd be drinking this. So oh, this good. is awesome. this is a, this is exceptional. This is this oh. is really delightful beer. Well, thank you. We we appreciate it. Yeah, I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah, and limited amount of bottle. Oh, actually, we have this one for sale in the tasting room right now. Got a good so. amount of those. Oh, if I don't drink, I think we. No, I think we. I, yeah. I I pulled two cases out of the cellar. Maybe two weeks ago and we've been we've been selling those off slowly slowly but surely so yeah and this will this will store well yeah you know i mean so someone gets this like you said this isn't a oh the football game's on let me go grab a bottle so someone's going to pick this up for special occasions how should they store it where should they store it how long can they store it well it it depends on your goals for storage so if you want more development warmer so room temperature if you want the Britannomyces to develop. However, it's not going to be as kind of a smooth of a transit. That's that's why wine cellars are kept colder. You know, right. 50, 55 degrees, whatever. Um, so if you if you store it in the refrigerator, it's going to last much longer than it would at room temperature. Of course, um, I don't like to tell anybody what to do. So you can do whatever <laughs> the hell you want. But um, if, two two plus years, you know, e- easy really? for these yeah. beers. I mean, this is already a year in bottle, you know, and that's that's after a year of barrel aging. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is still tasting bright and refreshing. I haven't had one of these in four mm-hmm. months or something. Jesus. Well, I want to get a couple of these to stash yeah. away. Yeah. 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 It's still I'm bright and citrusy. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but, you know, it, it'll last for a long time. And the rule of thumb is just going to be if you store it colder, it's going, it will, you know, kind of develop, but at a slower pace and it will last longer. If you store it warmer, all those flavors, including the acid, will progress at a, at a faster That's pace. Great. So like we said, lactobacillus likes warmer temperatures. You're going to get more acid production at a little bit higher of a bottle cellaring temperature. And warm, it's two years, you're saying? like it? Yeah, I mean, two years. It, it right. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, I don't don't blame me if you pop one of our bottles at two years and it's, it's just past its prime a little bit. Right. But, um, you know, I mean... I'm going to keep some of these beers for 10. Sure. You know, just and, and just, just, see. yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've had a 10, 15 year old, you know, Cantillon or Dre Fontaine yeah. and it's, 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 fucking, it's good. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, a little oxidized, but like, yeah. holy, holy hell, this is great. So. Now this right. is our third San Marcos, California brewery in a row. Yeah. Nice. nice. Who were the so, other two? We've been to, we were at Blue Fire. Oh, okay. Brand new. They, yeah. Yes, brand new. And uh, former students. Yes. Gordon Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, and I'm, I'm no longer teaching that class because we're getting a little, we're ramping up to something big. So I had to, I had to pull back my time there. But yeah. Um, and I, I did not teach their cohort also. They were first cohort and I came in on the second cohort. So, and then I taught two co- cohorts with uh, my buddy Mike Stevenson from, um, from Culver Beer. Who is, oh yes, Mike. Yeah, we yeah. Have Did you guys have Mike on? Oh, uh, we've had Ben on. Okay, yeah, ben, yeah, yeah. And I actually met my former students. Yeah, yeah. The Gordon Brothers. No, that's really cool. No, it is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would, yeah and uh, so and Ben Ben Fairweather as well, former Lancer Carlsbad yeah. High School. That's, that's great. That's yeah, yeah. We we uh, buy we Mike buy... was a Vista Panther, but that's okay. That's fine. We buy our labels through Ben. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so so Blue Fire and what was and the Double other? Peak? Double Peak, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Those well, are also really another Belgian. I I, yeah, I nice can't guys. wait to share with Joe. Yeah, um, yeah, their Belgian was was. I got talented. Mitty liked a, a Belgian with yeah. that one. <laughs> Good. So, real quick, what are your plans for the future? What's the what's on the horizon? Okay, um, we. I can't go into too much detail on this because we're still final. Yeah. We're still finalizing um, details, but our our vision for Stave and Nail. Joe, do you remember that? You remember the conversation? Joe hated the name Stave and Nail too. By the way, <laughs> he did not like Stave and Nail. And then I kind of explained it to him, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Think about it like this. Yeah. Right? Think about it like you this. Know. I had five minutes to decide. <laughs> your lawyer was there, and we had paperwork to sign. Yeah, cut me a break here. Uh, um, but I, but we we've had the vision of a restaurant for a long time. Um, I come from a restaurant background. Um, Pizzas. Pizza, right, <laughs> exactly. Pizza, I worked for, uh, you know, I got my first job at Applebee's yeah. at 16 on my 16th birthday. So, I like, know. immediately right Boulevard. into it and, you know, worked at several restaurants throughout there. Worked pretty much every job in a restaurant. And I've always kind of, that was my initial goal before I was like, I'm going to open a brewery once I found beer. I was like, oh, Screw opening the restaurant. I want to open a brewery. <laughs> what was your restaurant budget, real quick? Was it 10K also? <laughs> <laughs> it was, was $3,000. $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, $3, yeah. It was a hot dog cart. It was, yeah. it was a lemonade stand, a really, really fancy lemonade stand. Um, All right. So the future plans. So. Yeah. So um, our, we, we've, we've thought, hey, we want to do a restaurant um, from the beginning. And we finally are kind of getting to that point. So we have a new investor coming on board. 
um, coming in with a with a decent size investment, and we are going to start a restaurant. We're going to switch our barrel aging over this new location, which we have, which I can't say where it is, ooh, but ooh, it this is, is cool. Yeah, I'll say it's very close to where we are right now. Right we are now. in downtown Vista, California. Okay, okay, and that's that's very that's, that's, that's it. That's, very, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't. That's too close. <laughs> yeah, we no, can no. we can cut that. Um, <laughs> no, no, you, we you are keep, 28 <laughs> miles north of Miramar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so somewhere with our latitude, right. <laughs> 875. Um, but yeah, so we are, uh, we're also kind of going in, you know, balls to the wall, which is how we, how we are going to do things. So yeah. and there's, I, I, going back to like um, the beginning of this, like we believe in Cezanne. We are going to push that. We're not afraid. You know, I know, that, have you guys heard the term Cezanne stays on? <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, so that cool. is um, there's your shirt, Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that that's that's when you sell a saison keg, or when when a bar buys a saison keg. Don't worry, that that keg's going to be on for a couple yeah. of months, right? Because yes, yes, yes. you're oh, never going to sell it, right? We right, had right, a, right. we had a great interview with uh, the guys over at Hin House. Yep, oh, and their yeah. original vision was we will only brew saison. Ooh, <laughs> we will a, never. Brew anything other than that's a, tu- that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Tough I think one. they said that lasts about six weeks. Yeah, yeah they bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely till, till the paychecks renew. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely brew other styles, but yeah. So we're um, we're working on this. There's, it's also multifaceted. So we're bringing on some really rad people that I cannot say at this point. But um, we've got a great chef coming on board. We have a great um, a, a great guy working for us now that's going to become the, sh- the sous chef. That's Omar. So that's going to be, it's not Omar. It's not Omar. It's not Omar. It's our boy Luke. Um, Luke, Luke Tirado. What's okay. up, buddy? What's up, um, we can do a shout out to Luke. Yep, shout out to Luke. So that's, that's kind of coming into place. We are going to be obviously making beer there. So we're going to get a couple of fooders, which are large format oak tanks. And we're going to do all of our barrel aging in a small little area at this new restaurant location. Nice. So kind of the prettier stuff yeah. of, of the, beers, of yeah, the yeah, beer yeah, side. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas, you and know, you're going to have an IPA cause you want to pay some bills. Well, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, ha- we'll have some guests. There's someone well. listing saying if there's not an IPA, I'm not in. So yeah. I'm just yeah, making yeah. that clear. Sure. And the, um, well, speaking of, if it's not, if you don't have this, I'm not going, we're also going to, um, be paying a ton of money for a, um, a full liquor license permit. Oh, wow. So we are, and we've got, we, we found our guy. We're trying to start a kind of elevated cocktail program here as well nice. to kind of to pair into this, which is kind of where my, you know, passions. It's, it's so funny. You know, you, you start with beer and then you, you kind of learn and you, you grow and your palate changes and then you're drinking old fashions and then, you you know, like in a, it's like oh, I love saisons and margaritas and like all, all this stuff. And like we're trying to make we're not trying to appeal to everybody. Although, you know, kind of expanding into liquor is, some might see it as like, oh, well, you know, they just want to be a one-stop shop. No, no, no. We, we don't want to appeal to everybody. That's, that's the idea is right. we, want to be, we want to be unique and special and, you know, kind of build something special um, that isn't offered currently. And okay. that's where we're going. So, yeah, that's, that's on the horizon. We're, um, we are, you know, let's just say summer of... Okay. Of 2020. I'm pretty excited. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> should, this, this is this is exciting news. Yeah, should yeah, be should be cool. Uh, cool. We have been staring at this last bottle. Yeah, yeah. All right, I've been waiting. Joe, for more than both, any of us. I, I don't think I saw Joe's I'm eyes so leave. Ready. Yeah, no clue. If so this ready. if this just took a nosedive and it's awful, we'll I'm, pretend it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty good. I'm you know, put down these headphones. So, I'm gonna walk out. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of a mic drop. We'll just cut this part because I'm not good at pretending. Okay, so this is 2019. This was our Halloween release of Stave to the Grave. So this is our Halloween beer. This beer is, um, gosh, 6.4%. It was aged in red wine barrels and then in bourbon barrels. Um, I I can't remember exactly. I know it was Weller 12 and another kind of bourbon barrel and I, I so, sorry I, I, I should have i should have taken better notes for this but it was you know I'm it was 2019 for all yeah right um <laughs> we've been so, through covid so right so so essentially it was in a in wine barrels for a year in red wine barrels a year plus and then we racked into a couple of bourbon barrels two different bourbon barrels and added black currants and cherries to it so you get kind of the complexity it's you know i mean i would call this like Kind of like a fall to winter kind of mm-hmm. sour. Yeah. For sure. Did we do the pumice on this one? The cherry pumice? Or, or, um, no. Uh, that was a great pump. I thought it was going to have a almost overwhelming aroma based on yeah. the description. What you described, yeah. it doesn't. It's quite, it's, yeah. it smells wonderful, but, yeah. it, but it's, it, I want to say subtle's not, wouldn't it be yeah. correct either, but it's certainly not overwhelming. Most delicious. Yeah, not boozy at all. Yeah, which is something you know. With, with I, I get a ton of the bourbon yeah, the, character for sure, and yeah. and, and oaky yeah. more more than bourbon right. forward. Oh, oaky for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just the took bourbon. My, I took a sip and quite literally my mouth watered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know a little bit high on acid again. This has been in in bottle now since since at least summer of 2019. Right. So that's. Pretty damn close to when we opened Stavenale. Um So that yeah, it's got incredible. some H to it, and it's complex, and this is oh, cool. Thanks well, you don't have to worry. It, it, yeah. it, it poured wonderfully, and it's yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it was it was kind of a fifty fifty thing. We were saving these, and I was like, ah, yeah, you might want to know where you're at on them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got to find out where you're at on it. Hey, what what? Like I said, it's uh, these are celebration beers. So yeah. you know, when when you're doing something cool. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers to you guys. Cheers. Yeah, honored that you opened this. Thank oh, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're we're honestly just thankful to to be here. You it, know? it is a mouthful of beer because you want to sip and yeah. you want to let it almost like a whiskey. Yeah. You want to let it everything uh percolate in there. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's not the right word. <laughs> I knew what you were saying, though. Yeah. I knew what you were saying, 100%. Let's hope more than one person the did. Bourbon, <laughs> the bourbon used to come in, like, super heavy on the nose um, yeah. and, when I first had it, and this is really surprising to taste it now um, after, I don't know, six, seven months that I've tried it. The red wine comes um, out more now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the acidity's up a little bit, which is yeah. cool, you know. Uh, and I like red wines yeah. quite a bit. I like yeah. this better than red wine. Right. There you go. <laughs> I wish that red wine tasted like this all the time. It won't make you as hungover. Uh, right. You know. But, well, no, this is awesome, man. Uh, so, Joe, so between stoked. this and the last time you opened it, what's your... 
Um, like I said, just um, a, little a little bit more, more acidity. Acid. Yeah, just off the nose, um, more definitely, like, more cherry-ish. Yeah, you um, definitely. Yeah, like, less, like, super less bourbon, because, like, like I said, it, it was super, like, oaky bourbon, like... Mm-hmm. My kind of smell, kind of thing. Yeah. It could have just been my mustache at the <laughs> at the time, you know. I, I'm but. sitting closest to him. He does not smell like bourbon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he smells. Yeah, no, it's, it's my brew boots. I'm sorry, I just got off work. You know? He smells like stale beer on plastic crocs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, dude. That's that's the bur- that's the brewer's life. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it, honestly, I'm actually kind of stoked on this, and I don't know if I'm actually gonna pop my bottle at home. Um, anytime soon yeah. like I let it might let it go longer. for another year so yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the cherry it. and the currants just they they work together really nicely they're not fighting each other yeah, yeah. right if, if you're thinking cherry you can pick up the cherry yeah. if you're thinking the black currant you can pick that up yeah and mint oh no that's no, not I, have no <laughs> mint on this one yeah, I was really happy that someone else tasted it, <laughs> yeah, and it was very subtle. You put yourself out there. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. Well, yeah. that's that's tasting one on one, and that's how you that's how you learn and, and calibrate, right? I mean, when you, when you're doing a, a big tasting panel, that's what it's really about. You're not going to be really good at blending beers with a team until you've been tasting together As for a, a for a yeah, long sure. time, right? So like. And that, hey, shout out to Rip Current. I think one of the most underrated bourbon barrel aging programs in San Diego, yeah. and if not, you know, whiter, because we had like such a such a great team. You know, I mean, it was all of us, and we just were in tune. So yeah, that's really you, cool. You, you say mint, I get mint, and I didn't even, you know, I'm kind of, hey, we we taste a few more beers together, we'll just be blending. You know, yeah. you, you well, give it a little more time. You this know? is a win, win, yeah. win day <laughs> for me. Yeah. You know, uh, Joe, it's been a long time. I'm willing to bring out the coveted. Where, where are you at? Oh, with this beer? for sure. With this yeah. last beer, each one climbed. Yeah. Four two five. Yeah. Four five. Yeah, yeah. This one to me. Yeah, it's a five. This is a Shawshank yeah, beer. It's a Shawshank beer for sure. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. You know that's yeah. that's uh well our our mom's that was one of her favorite movies of all time. Oh, oh, that makes okay, sense. Joe. Oh, good. She'll like it. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you. That this is. Yeah, that's a real treat. I mean, they all were were a treat. Stave to the grave. Barrel-aged wild ale, red wine, and bourbon barrels, black currant, cherries. Yeah. Shawshank. Yeah. Boom. Talent. So sorry. You missed it. Uh, I know he'll listen. <laughs> he will listen. And he'll be better. And he will be better. <laughs> but I think we were pretty much invited over for blending. I did, oh, yeah. I did hear uh, that. Yeah. I think I heard that. You know what? Well, hey, man, it's a hop, skip, and a jump to, uh, you know, maybe this next summer we'll have to have you guys over and do something mm-hmm. yeah. over there. So yeah, absolutely. We're, 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 we're pretty close. And I'm okay. going over for some from the Gozish. Gozish. Am I saying right? Gozish. Go, go, Goza-ish. Goza-ish. Yeah. Goza-ish. yeah, it's a to, to stash away. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's a Tuesday Beer Society uh, deal. Find. I've got oh, nice. to stash that away. Yeah. Okay, so how do listeners find and follow you and get their hands on Stave and Nail Brews? Yes, I mean, um, for right now, we are just doing tasting room sales. Um, We haven't really done a lot of wholesale um, kind of post-pandemic or through the pandemic. Just we run out of beer, quite frankly, (laughs) and... You know, it's it. We're we're so small. And we only have two fermenters, so we're we're 
just kind of selling it yeah. out of there. But, um, you know, we're in San Marcos, California, like we've been talking about. Um, our Instagram is going to be Stave and Nail Beer. Our Facebook is also going to be st- at Stave and Nail Beer. And then uh, staveandnailbeer.com. So we're pretty easy across the board. Also, you can reach out to Joseph Stam on uh, Instagram or Brews and hit us up. We, uh, you know, we love talking beer. We love drinking beer. And we love just kind of this whole community that is formed around it. So feel free to reach out to us. Awesome. Justin and Joe Stambaugh, head brewers, co-owners, Stave and Ale Brewing, San Marcos, California. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, cheers, guys. Appreciate thank you it. Guys so much. Thank you for sharing these great beers. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. We'd love to keep talking. Right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.